Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market. I'm Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo team at REMAX, joined by Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at The Duncan Duo. Again, that's at The Duncan Duo. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, whatever social media you use, we are there. Make sure to follow us. We're always giving cool giveaways um, and um, you know, lightning tickets, concert giveaways, memorabilia. If you follow us, I promise you'll have a chance at winning something cool as well as getting some updated uh, real estate information about Tampa. So got something n- unique that happened this week. My longtime real estate coach, okay? He has coached my business for more than a decade. I've known him since uh, before I had any money. And before I knew what what a real estate deal was or what the hell I was doing, and has really coached me forever. And a few years ago, he moved down here from Chicago, like most people that live in Illinois, got tired of, of freezing and said, hey, it is time for me to get out of the cold and get down to Florida. So he moved down to Bradenton and then eventually ended up selling that and moving to St. Pete. Well, he decided that um, he was going to... Um, move from the condo he's at in St. Pete to a different condo in St. Pete, Uh, mostly because his wife really likes being on the water, and his unit is on the water, but he's on the sixth floor. So they have the great view, but they don't really get to experience the water. So now they're buying like a direct on the water with their own dock, like where she can walk out and like basically be sitting on the water. So, you know, we've got their, their place going on the market. So if you've been looking for something in Snell Isle, Two bedroom, two bath, seventeen hundred square feet, listed for one point two, completely turnkey, best views in Water Isle, uh, which is a, a really nice luxury community in uh, Snell Isle. The, one of the best located units there is. It's not right by the pool. It's it's got this really awesome water view. Well, anyway, our normal photographer that works for us Monday through Friday was off on vacation, and my clients are are the type where you know they're they wanted it on the market. They already found what they wanted to buy. They wanted to put their place on the market. So my normal photographer's off, and we have to hire a third party one. And I don't I don't usually use third party photographers, mostly mm-hmm. because you know many many years ago I realized how many how much money I was spending on photography, and I said, okay, why am I paying all this money out? Why don't I just hire somebody and have them be an employee? It just made it made better sense. It made more financial sense. It gave me better control. I could buy equipment. I could evolve. I could make sure that I was staying ahead of the curve with the marketing I was doing for my clients. No different than, you know, a car dealership bringing in service or, you know, a um, a barbecue restaurant deciding to sell drinks. You know, it's like we, we decided to add that on. So anyway, our normal guy is out and we hire uh, another guy. And um, I had I had seen his I had seen the guy's work before. And he does these really cool videos where most of the time he is following the real estate agent through the house. Okay. So we start off and we we kind of get talking about this unit. And again, if you want to see the property, go to duncanduo.com, uh, you know, click on our listings in the about us page. You can also just Google 1325 Snell Isle Boulevard. It's unit 608. Anyway, so so he tells me, hey, look, I want to do this video where you walk through the property and I follow you through. And I'm like, wait a second. Okay, let me explain something, okay? I've watched all your videos, okay? I've watched all the agents that you work with, and there's one unique, distinct difference between me and the other agents you work with. 
the other agents you work with are really beautiful women that following <laughs> through a condo is going to work. No one wants to look at my ass walking through this condo, okay? <laughs> so like, we got to change this, dude. Like this is not going to help sell the I want to help sell the property. I don't want to I don't want to turn people off, you know. But <laughs> but it was funny because that's kind of truthfully like a lot of the videos he's done, that's what he's got. He's got like a really attractive woman. He follows her walking through the place. And yeah, I get it. I watch him too. Yeah. You is know, he, like is he local? Yeah, he is local. I think I know you who he you is. do know who he is. Yeah. You do know who he is. So I'm not going to advertise him today. But but regardless, I was like, no, no, we can't. I can't. Like I'm not trying to bring sexy back here. Okay, like nobody, <laughs> short nobody's going to get. Yeah, nobody's going to get more excited about buying this property by watching me walk through this thing. Okay, cool. we need to switch this up. So so we did switch it up. We did a cool video. But I thought it was really funny because the 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 other part is, um, you know, obviously I've I built a business with a lot of people that work for me. And I'm not normally going to photo appointments and I'm, I, I'm not meeting with a lot of the customers. You know, I'll meet with some of them that are VIP or some of the higher end clients, you know, selling more expensive properties I'll work with personally. Um, but for the most part, the majority of that stuff happens Within you know, office, without yeah. me, with, yeah, with my system and me coaching the people, but not me personally involved. And so in this specific instance, I didn't pick the photographer. I didn't coordinate anything. I, I, I didn't know who I was meeting. And when I got there and he told me what he wanted to do, I was like, wait a second. No, I've seen your videos. <laughs> <laughs> that style isn't going to work. Like, <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But, that is funny. But yeah, but, but beautifully photographed, but, you know, great photos, great video. Um, I think it's going to come out well, and, and I don't think the property is going to last very long at all. But I just thought it was funny because, you know, it just goes to show you like certain marketing tactics can be effective for, for some people. And, you know, others, you know, they're not effective. And so well, it's I knowing do, your strengths, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Like my strength is not having a camera watch my booty shake through the thick shake <laughs> as I walk through the house and they sell in the house and ain't working. So um, but interestingly, it brought up a, 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 a conversation that I had because, um, you know, he was like, man, you're so comfortable, like just sitting here talking and going on video. And I was like, well, I've been doing it like 15 years, you yeah. know, and he's like, you didn't, he goes, you can't understand how hard it is for us to get real estate agents to want to talk on video. He goes, just to even want to talk. They're so nervous. They're this or that. They worry about what they look like. And, and it, you know, I had a conversation with, with a friend of mine about real estate marketing and just kind of me all, me being the voice and face of the company, you know, putting my face out there on stuff and Taking the backlash, you know, people making fun of my billboards or making fun of the suit I wear in a commercial or whatever it is. It's like you got to have thick skin if you're going to do that. And so he asked me, he's like, Andrew, what do you think is one of the biggest reasons that you've been successful selling real estate? And I was like, you know what I really think it is? Um, you know, I didn't grow up with money. I grew up, you know, lower middle class. There were times where the electric and the water got shut off at my house as a kid. You know, I didn't I did not grow up with a silver spoon <clears throat> and literally built the business uh, from scratch. And so what I think it is, is I'm willing to do things that other people don't want to do, even when I don't want to do them. You know, like like going on video. There's times where it's like, I don't really want to go and talk on the radio show today or I don't really want to, um, you know, call this client or I don't really want to go out and shoot these videos today with my video guy and spend two hours, you know, and I don't want to see the people that critique what I put out there on social media or, you know, write something bad about me or, or, or whatever it is, but I do it anyway. And I think that's kind of the difference. There's that so, is the difference. There's so many real estate agents and mortgage people too. There's so many people that have all the knowledge. Mm -hmm. They know what to say. 
they have all the knowledge, but it's the action taking that they don't want to they they don't want to do things, so they don't do them. And I think one of the, my secrets to success is even when I don't want to do the stuff, I know I, ha- I do it anyway. Yeah. Like I I do it anyway. It's like you know, and and you look at if you follow professional athletes and sports at all, you can see when a player is hurt, right? And when he plays anyway, and you know it's he's playing not really. You know, he knows he's hurt. He knows it's painful. He's doing it anyway. He yeah. wants to win, you know, and, and I think that's the key. And it's one of those things through the years that has gotten me more and more comfortable with getting, you know, on radio and talking about the real estate market or going on TV or shooting videos. It's that I'm, I'm willing to do what it takes. I'm willing to do what other people won't. And honestly, there are plenty of other people that could be just as successful if they would just do it, you know, but they just don't do the work. Um, and unfortunately, real estate has been rampant with that. Yeah. And I think we're going to see it the next um, you know, we're going to see it the next several years. There, There is a drastic change happening in real estate right now. There's a, a considerable drop in the number of transactions. A lot of things are changing. And real estate agents, if they're going to do what they've been doing, all right, which worked when it was sunshine and rainbows and 2.75% interest rates, everyone easy. was buying a house. It was easy. easy. But, when, but when it's changed, now it's hard. And you're going to find out who are the real estate agents and teams that want to work, that want to grind, that are going to grind this thing out. They're going to be successful. They're going to grow through this. And who are the people that are going to retreat and and start to fail or get out or do something else because they they don't adapt and they keep doing things the way they were doing them when the market was in a different place. Correct. And so you have to adapt. And you know, I we we coach and teach this in my company. So if you're a real estate agent out there and you're struggling, it you know very likely you could be doing the same things you were doing when the market wasn't hot. And now you need a new structure, a new system, or someone else promoting and encouraging you to do the things that are going to allow you to be successful today. So if you are a real estate agent, you've been struggling, um, or you're, you know, you're afraid of where you're at, uh, you know, isn't, isn't coaching and teaching you and giving you training classes and giving you one-on-one opportunities, go to jointheduo.com. You can register for our career night. You can also apply for any of our open positions there. Uh, people are like, oh, you're hiring real estate agents when the market is you know, when, you know, and per, look, prices are still going up. I mean, prices, there's so little supply, prices are still offers. going up, but the number of transactions has dropped and you're still hiring real estate agents. And, and yeah, I am because I'm in growth mode. I'm still generating way more leads than my team can keep up with. And secondly, um, I view this as a great talent acquisition opportunity where there are people out there that are really talented. They're just not really being told what to do because the leadership in their company or the owners of their company haven't been through a market where it wasn't sunshine and rainbows. They formed up and grew up during a hot market, and they don't know what to do. And we know what to do. I've been around a long time, been through a lot of shifts, grew my business through the Great Recession. We're arming agents with the tools and the skills and the coaching for what they need to to do to be successful. And how successful is up to them. It's just a matter of do they want to work or do they just want to like wait for stuff to rain from the ceiling? Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, it's funny you bring that up. And I, I like that you, you you said some vulnerable things about yeah. how you do this business and, yeah. and, and what you get him. So I follow someone. His name is Jocko Willink. I, I love Jocko, dude. I've read all of his books. He's the man. Jocko is the man. I, Just I, motivation oh to a T. Oh, my goodness. His, his his book, like, yeah. I mean, I could have a whole show about Jocko. Correct. I love his stuff. He's we should, amazing. We should get him on here. He's um, amazing. I would love to get him on. He's was, amazing. Well, he he said something good, and I played it for my team for a very long time. Like, and, and, and look- this market right now is not fun for home buyers. Nope. It's not fun for us, you and me nope. that's in this business. Nope. It's not what it was. It's not what it was five years ago, right? Right. Still busy, but it's it's tough. It's like different. Said, transactions are down. 
and there's something I played from my office and it was Jocko Willink and you know he's like you know when things go wrong he's like that's good it's opportunity and time to improve he's like we just lost a military contract good yeah now let's figure out why we did and now we can get another learn one. from it 100%. And that's the best thing we all have to do. Hundred percent. Right so many people don't think like that. I love Jocko. Well, anyway, we're gonna be back. We're gonna continue this conversation about what's going on in real estate after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan, the Duncan Duo at Remax with Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. We're talking before the break about kind of the shift in the real estate market and the shift for real estate agents and the things that they're gonna have to do to be successful in a more challenging market. The work they're gonna have to do, the grind they're gonna have to take. And the extreme ownership that they're going to have to take, you know, and and so uh, Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership, How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win, was a whole book. And and really, it's, it was a lot of like many battles, but breaking it down from a standpoint of how, you know, on the battlefield, it relates to your business. And I think how it relates to your clients too. the things that we have to do, the ownership that we have to take of the client experience, the ownership we have to take of a client selling or buying a home. And I uh, absolutely love the book. Uh, my leadership team uh, read the book together, and then we talked about the different tactics of it. And and like I said, for me, it was it was an excellent book. And, and I, here's the downside to what's happening in the market right now. Here's what I think a lot of real estate agents do. A lot of real estate agents, the very first place they go when and, – and look, if you're a real estate agent – Thinking about changing companies, maybe we're right for you, maybe we're not. Um, you know what I'm about to say may you know ruffle your feathers a little bit, but here are the places real estate agents go to when they're not succeeding. First one is the leads are bad. Okay, yeah. it's a lead issue. All right, I, any real estate agent out there that says they have a lead issue in my company because they get hundreds of leads, they get they get a plethora of leads. I can very quickly look at their CRM and determine how few reach outs they're making to their leads. It's not the leads, it's their lack of follow-up and their laziness. You know, they get a lead and they expect in one phone call to be able to, to sell. have that deal done. Yeah. Yeah. Statistics say that you have to contact someone 37 times in this economy to get them to do business with you, 37 times. That's insane. It's insane. The, that's the amount of effort it's gonna take, but people don't wanna do it. So it's the leads are bad, that's the first thing they'll say. Um, they won't first look at extreme ownership. What are they doing that's causing their success? They're not going to look at how often they go out to happy hour and broker opens when they're not calling their leads. They won't look at that. They won't look at you know how often they're sleeping until ten and missing stuff and not getting up and not putting in work ethic. They'll look at you know they won't look at oh I'm going to work from home. Let me tell you what most real estate agents working from home is. It's Fopolito. Yeah. And I don't even know if that's a real word because I heard it when I was younger. <laughs> but to me, a real estate agent working from home is them watching TV, Correct. making a couple of calls, reading some Inman articles, posting some stupid selfies, and not really working. Like, it, you know, all, in, in my company, historically, the people that have made the most money are the ones that are in the office the yeah. most. I am a big believer in that. You go to work, you dress good, you look good, you feel good, you Bingo. work good. Yep, 100%. 100%. And if you don't, then you're not going to be as successful. And no. hey, look, I, I tell people that come to my company, I want, if you're a culture fit, whether you sell one home a month or five homes a month, I want you. I want you. Here's the reality of it, though. The person that sells one home a month, I'm going to control the amount of opportunities I allow you to have. You're not going to get as many leads as the person that's selling five and says that their goal is to sell five. I'll, 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 I'll continue to help you be successful. If your goal is to sell one home a month, I'll help you hit those goals. But 
I'm not going to, in the in the pursuit of helping you, I'm not going to throw away stuff. I'm not going to make waste because you only want one home. I'm not going to give you the same leads that are given to somebody that's a grinder that wants to work. You get what you You're put gonna into get, it. You're going to get, exactly. And and so, you know, we, we have this mentality in real estate, and I hear this in companies, oh, it's not fair. They get more leads than me. It's not fair. Fair is for elephant oh, elephant ears and tilt a whirls. Like fair isn't in real estate. If you want fair, get the hell out of real estate. Yeah, nothing. I mean, if fair you want here. fair, forget real estate. It is not the industry. Forget for any you. business because you're going to have a lot of stuff handed to you in real estate as a real estate agent that sucks. The appraisal came in. The inspections bad. It ain't fair. All right. So if you want fair, go get a job somewhere in corporate America, and they got a bunch of structure and rules, and they tell you to come in at this time and that time, and after you're tenured for twenty years, you get a watch. Or some crazy nonsense. Yeah. yeah, go there if you want fair. But, but and and so the reality is, is the opportunities and the leads should be delivered and provided more to the people that are taking the action, that are making the calls, that are putting forth the effort, that are selling the houses, and that's what I believe in my company. So if you're somebody that is tired of being, if your real estate agent is tired of being at a company that's rewarding people that aren't producing and giving them more opportunities than you when you're doing the work and you're grinding. But, but again, extreme ownership, really, you know, know what you're doing. Are you really grinding? Are you really doing the work? Are you really putting are in the time? Busy? Or are you busy doing stuff that isn't dollar productive? Because yeah. that's the other thing. Real estate agents will find any excuse to drink alcohol. Correct. I mean, it, it get them to a happy hour, a broker's open. They'll sit at a broker's open for four hours and won't call and then, oh i missed my zillow call cuz you were sitting there drinking and talking and gossiping with other realtors not helping you sell houses and i'm not saying you shouldn't do some of those things but you should do some of those things after you've done the things that you need to do to be successful so that's that's what i believe in and that's what i support i want agents that'll not blow it out of the water and sell a bunch of homes but but if somebody doesn't want to do that but they're willing to work to sell a home a month there's a place for them in my company too it's just that they're not going to get the same opportunities same lead sources, the same uh, coaching and training. Like I, I do a thing every week. I devote hours of my time to my top agents. And so you have to qualify for that. And that extra coaching is going to help you be more successful. I'm not doing that for everybody in the company. Those people have to earn that opportunity, you know, just like, just like, you know, anything else, they earn that opportunity and then they're going to learn from me at a deeper level and they're going to get more opportunity. They're going to make more money. So, um, so again, if that is not what you're seeing at your company, or if you're unhappy, you feel like you need a change, you want a new opportunity, a new voice, again, we are hiring, we are growing. My business literally grew 100% a year during the Great Recession. And I suspect the same thing the next few years, although our economy isn't anywhere near that bad, um, I suspect my business is going to continue to grow because of those reasons. So uh, join the duo.com if you are thinking about uh, a change or thinking about getting into the real estate industry. Sign up for our career night. Apply for one of our open positions again at jointheduo.com. So we're going to be back. We're going to continue. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation about Tampa real estate after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Andrew Duncan at the Duncan Duo on all of the socials. Make sure to follow us, get your real estate update, uh, be involved in our cool giveaways, learn about uh, all the cool properties we're putting on the market. Joined by Josh Goodwin from Goodwin Mortgage Group. And Josh, um, a lot of people don't quite understand what a mortgage rate lock is. And, you know, kind of, it's funny because I think a lot of times when we're when we're in real estate, we we talk about things like people 
understand them because we do that we do it every day and we talk to realtors and other mortgage people all day every day so we just get used to thinking they understand what we're talking about but let's kind of break this down for a mortgage rate lock in a in a you know simple way for people people don't realize the process that happens and the steps that need to happen before they can say okay here's going to be the interest rate on my mortgage so explain that a little bit for people as far as what the interest rate is, yeah, yeah. As far as like how that process happens to for the from the point in which they say I want to buy a house until their rate is locked. Yeah. So in a normal steady market, I would just say, hey, the rate today is this, and you can expect this going forward, even if you don't buy in the next month. Right. Four or five years ago, rates didn't fluctuate like they do now. Right. So what we do with all clients that are looking to purchase a home. It's a little trickier because the market is changing daily. Right. Sometimes hourly. So if I quote you a 6% rate, by the time you're ready, that could be a six and a half or seven. So what we like to do is we take the current rates, pat them a little bit to make sure they're good with the payments. We educate our clients, go over that rates are changing, let them know what the range is that it should be within, and then we keep them updated, whether they're buying within a week, a month, so once we do an application, we get you guys approved. We're going to go over rates to give you an idea of what you're looking at. But by any means necessary, do not base a rate if what you're told on a payment, if it's super tight, because it could change within yep. the next couple of days, a month, whenever you're ready to write your offer. You always want to be in touch with your lender. Make sure you're getting updates on rates are looking like and just keep levels of communication really high. And so basically, like somebody goes and makes an offer on a house. Yep. They get it under contract. Mm-hmm. And and then there's a process for the rate lock. Well, first off, they have to be under contract on an actual house to lock a rate. Correct. Because you can't lock in a mortgage for a property that doesn't exist. So you gotta you gotta go through that first. You gotta have a house, right? Correct. And so once you have the house and you have it under contract, then as far as the rate lock goes. That's where you're leaning on your mortgage professional because there's data that comes out every day. There's trends. There's things that are going to happen where, you know, it's a little bit of a gamble or a little bit of a risk that rates may drop or rates may go up depending on news that's happening over that few week period. So there's a bit of a period where it's like, you you can lock your rate or we can wait or you can lock your rate. And if we have to relock, it's a fee. There's certainly a process and a little bit of some steps within there that people have to follow and know. Correct. And that's, yes, there are steps. So when you do go under contract, that is when we lock your interest rate in. There were some programs that you could lock for 30 days before you go under contract, but they just pad your rate, make it a little bit higher. So once you find that house and go under, that is when we lock you in. I I personally do not wait to lock anybody's rates right now because the market is just so up and down. Once we're under contract, we go over it. Let's lock it in. If rates get better, we can drop it down. But if they get worse, you're protected. So if rates do get better, you can drop it Within down. a certain margin, yes. We have a policy which is called a float down okay. policy. And if the market moves within a quarter, we can lower the, the rate down. Okay, gotcha. So yep. so, so that that's good to know because that's sometimes people's fear is, oh, God, I'm going to lock. And Correct. Then what if they go and down? And they and go down? stuck. Yeah. And now, you know. So, so basically, um, again, just to explain it for people, your mortgage lender is going to pre-qualify you, and they're going to tell you what the interest rate is at your pre-qualification period. It may take you days, weeks, months to find your house. The rate is 
going to be different by the time you lock. It's going to change. It may be up, it may be down, but it's the likelihood of it being the exact same as the rate in which you were quoted when you're pre-qualifying is is very slim. And and very highly likely that it'll be a little bit higher. So that is why we quote a rate about a quarter higher when we're running payments. Because you want to try and pass. We want to give worst case scenario to our clients. Yeah. Yeah. And then that way they know that if it does get better, great, but they can afford that payment comfortably. Correct. And that's one of the big things. And I know you want to jump onto something different, but right now for every one of our clients, I have a conversation that just says, hey, look, forget the rate because you're going to compare it to your buddy's 3%. Look at the payment. Focus on the payment, and if it doesn't put you in financial duress, just know rates will be coming down in the next year or two, whenever that is. We can always refinance. Just focus funny, on the payment. I, I saw something, um, and and it was a YouTube video, and it was really more focused on California because California had this huge surge in this down payment assistance program that the state of California did. It was like that three hundred million dollars was gone within like three weeks. Correct. However, yeah. the market surged and exploded because the interest rates were still the same. The difference is, is that down payment assistance didn't have to get paid back. I mean, it did. It's called taxpayers in like <laughs> yeah. California. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's all the wealthy people Someone's in California that are paying those taxes for those people that are now moving and leaving California because they're tired of paying those taxes. But that's where it came from, right? Correct. So it is getting paid. It's just not getting paid by the person that's that's getting a loan. Anyway, what it did was it caused the payments to be in line with what payments would have been if interest rates were at 5%. And the market exploded because people aren't really paying attention to the rates. They're paying attention to the payment. Correct. So what will happen, we know the market will explode again when interest rates go back down below 5 because there's so little supply, and that will get it close enough for people in those two, those 3 and 4% interest rate mortgages in the homes that they own that will get some more inventory when we see rates get back down to the 5 So 100%. We know that that will happen. But again, as far as when that happens, no way to know. No way to know. Here's another thing that I think is is um, something that a lot of consumers misunderstand about buying a house and the mortgage process. Okay, What you really need to rely on your lender for is your principal and interest payment on the mortgage. Okay, The taxes and insurance – the the mortgage lender is going to give them to you in a lot of instances on a good faith estimate that's that's really a shot in the dark because th- the tax situation varies based on whether it's homesteaded, whether you're homesteading, how long the property's been owned prior to you, what the new lender is going to estimate taxes at, and the insurance situation, which we know insurance is rising dramatically here right now. Drastically. And, and so the insurance situation is the other part of it where you look at it and say, um, you know, what kind of coverage do you want? What kind of liability protections do you want? What, you know, like you have a lot of options there that your mortgage lender is not the place for your taxes and insurance. So look at the principal and interest. I had somebody the other day say, well, th- I went to a different mortgage lender because they gave me a better payment. I was like, well, would you, did you compare the two? When you compared the two, the principal and interest on the one that they went was higher. Yeah. That lender just insurance. lied to them about what tax insurance. insurance are going to be. And yeah. they're going to get hosed on tax insurance and now they're stuck with that lender. You have to look at the principal and interest only when comparing lenders. Correct. Then from there, go to the county or the whatever municipality you're buying in, go to the county, go to the website, type in the property, figure out the ta- what the taxes are going to be directly from the county, right? And then secondly, the insurance, get an actual insurance quote. Yep. You know, so, but, but people don't like literally I had somebody do that. They took the quote on the good faith estimate from the, on the insurance and taxes, took it as fact. And then when insurance and taxes came back way higher, couldn't buy anymore, 
or didn't want to buy anymore because that's way higher of a payment than they wanted to be. Yeah. And they if they would have just done the due diligence up front. So don't rely on your mortgage lender for your tax and insurance. So we, to avoid that, we get them insurance quotes up front from one of our insurance guys. That's good. We educate the clients. Hey, monthly payment, P&I, insurance taxes, they're going to vary. This is yep. what we're estimating they're going to be, so you're not surprised. Because you know how many times I've heard, oh my God, my payment went up $300 a month. I know. My taxes skyrocketed and the lender didn't tell me. Yep. Nobody told me. So we go over all of that with yeah. everybody. Have to. And, and I think, uh, but again, especially when you're talking to like out-of-town lenders, when you're not dealing with a local lender- and that person's like, oh, we're taxes in New York are usually this. So we're going to, you know, like they're basing these good faith estimates on a market that they don't even understand or know. They don't even know what's going on with our insurance situation. They they might not have done a Florida mortgage in four months yeah. and have no idea how much insurance has gone up since then. And then quote you, oh, well, four months ago, my guy got this. So I'm going to throw that out there. It's 40% higher now, 30% higher now. Yeah. So you got to go with the local lender. So uh, that that's that is crucial. So. Um, so again, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at the Duncan Duo. Hey, we started this new. We started using this new tool for home values. If you're a home seller out there, I, I encourage you to test it out. Give us your feedback. To pop in your address and tell us how accurate it is, how inaccurate it is, because we actually have the ability to update your value within this portal, and it gives you a monthly report so it can keep you updated on what's going on. It blends like I'm not going to mention the company's names, but every all the all the places people go to to get home values, it blends data from a bunch of different places. So DuncanDuo.com, just go there. There's a little window. You type in your address. You're going to get a bi-monthly report from us about your home value, and it gives you the opportunity. To give up to give one of our agents feedback about what you think about your value, what you can do to improve it, what can I do to, to change it? You can also through that portal click a button and get an instant cash offer, um, and and you can you can um, book an appointment with our team. Um, you can do all this through this one little portal. But the neatest part about it is the home value estimates, which I think are pretty accurate, and how evolving they are with like with with the ability for an actual person, not a computer a person to go in, log in, and make some changes to your value so that it, the, More so accurate. That it's accurate. That's great. Because look, here's the thing. If all of these companies that have come out with home value estimates, right, I think we, we know it rhymes with pillow, <laughs> okay? I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. If they if their values are really good, they would have made a lot of money a lot. buying and selling houses. I saw some of those values. Yeah. You're out of your mind. Yeah. They, they lost billions, billions of dollars buying and selling houses that because was the they worst didn't know thing how to value did. them with a computer. Correct. Because you can't value real estate with a computer. You have to have boots on the ground. You, you have need to. to know the neighborhood. So this is, the, this is basically like the blend between the automatic evaluation and then having the human element be able to touch on it and make updates. So again, if you want your home value estimate, um, whether you're thinking about buying or selling or not. Uh, DuncanDuo.com. You get an instant cash offer from there as well. Um, we can we can take your property and sell it off market. That's something else that a lot of people like to do. So if that's something you're interested in, go to DuncanDuo.com, fill out the form. We'll reach out, talk to you about your options. We won't pressure sell you on listing your house. We'll say, hey, what are you looking for? Okay, you're just looking for home value data. Let me make some updates. Or, hey, I am thinking about selling it. Or, hey, I want to sell it off market. We'd love to help you. Again, DuncanDuo.com. Plug in your address. Get a cool report. 
uh, twice a month, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what's going on with your home's value. So anyway, we'll be back with our last segment after a quick break here on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. You know, Josh uh, brought up a good point in the break, and he was like, you know, I don't know if people really know about how bad that was with Zillow. No, real bad. The, the, they they literally got into the business of buying homes, bought a lot. What was it? Zillow offers, right? It was Zillow offers. They yep. bought a lot. They bought billions and billions and billions of dollars of real estate, and they lost like on average twenty nine thousand dollars per house. Yeah. So that kind of tells you if Zillow, with all their data and all the things that they've done, if all they can't money. get the home value estimate right on their website, so that they can buy houses to make money. In the hottest real estate market we've ever seen, then you can't have faith in their home value. No. You need boots on the ground. You need, you know, you need a team. You need people that can look at it and and make adjustments and figure out. You need experts. And computers aren't that. Look, they're great at a lot of things. Look, I use AI. You know, I use it in my business. Technology can do a lot of things. Okay, but it but it can't it can't walk through your house. It can't understand the view you have. It can't understand the condition of your home. There's just a lot of things it can't do. That's why we developed a new a new partnership with a new home value partner that blends all this data and then adds a human element to it. So you go to DuncanDuo.com, you get your home value estimate, it gives you a, a, a bi-monthly report. It's a neat little portal where you can get an offer, where you can set an appointment with us, where you can um, make adjustments. You can say, hey, you know, I, I like this, but, you know, this isn't accurate or, hey, I noticed this comp and it's this. And we can literally go in real time and make adjustments and and help you understand what's going on, you know, with your house. Because the, the reality is, is over the years, lots of companies have come in and said, oh, we're going to change real estate. And we're going to start buying all these houses. OK. And every one of them is losing money hand over fist. Every time the market's hot, though. You've always got some new gimmick. Yep, and then guess what happens? When the market starts to change, it's, you know, like like some of those companies that, you know, will buy your house, right? And look, I'll buy your house too, but the difference is that my goal isn't to buy your house. My goal is to give you the best solution for your situation. Yeah. These other companies, they they want to buy your house. Uh, I'll buy your house too, but I'm going to tell you, if you list it traditionally, here's what you're going to get. We can help you with this. I'll make less money doing this, yeah. but- this is the right solution for you if you have all these boxes checked. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes the person is in a situation where the cash, quick, clean, is what they want. Um, so so we're going to give you all the options, whereas these other companies, they just, they just want to grab the house. But if this was the way of the future, okay, um, number one, they would have made money doing it in the hottest market ever, and they lost hand over fist on you know their average was twenty or thirty thousand dollars lost per house. Now here's what's happened: so consumers think, oh well, then they're overpaying for houses, so why should I not go to them? Mm. And and at one point they were, but guess what happened? Wall Street raised its hand and said, you know what? We're tired of giving you guys money and losing it. We kind of don't really like to lose our money. We like to send our money out and bring us more money back. Um, you know, you're sending our money soldiers out there and our money soldiers are getting killed. <laughs> you yep. know, like we need our money soldiers to bring other soldiers of money back. Correct. And so Wall Street said that. So what have all those companies done? They've now drastically scaled back their offers. So now those offers are coming in much lower percentages of value, higher fees, much more complicated, more hoops to jump through. So if you were going to sell in one of those situations to one of those companies, the, the time truly has passed for you to get a realistic, Correct. close to market value offer. Now you're getting lowballed. Now, if you want to get lowballed, hey, that's great. And and some people, that's maybe the path. But 
again, a year or two ago, there were times where I looked at the offer from some of those companies like, man, I can't beat that. Yeah, it's a damn like, good that's offer. That's a great offer. Yeah. Take it. You know, I don't know how the hell they're doing it. Yeah. You know, how are they? They're not making money on this. And so, um, and and now obviously they've scaled all that back. Now they're not making as many offers. There's not buying as many houses, and they're they're offering. They're much more predat- predatory. Is maybe a tough word. They're much more um, they're, opportunistic. They're looking for a deal. They're looking for the deal. They yeah. want the deal. And look, I want the deal too. But I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you the other options. Well, that's the ethical way to do it. Correct. I'm going to give you the other options. And look, I buy houses all the time. I got three flips under contract right now. I got two more I got offers on. Like, I do it all the time. But at the same time, I'm telling the customer, like, look, this may not be the right path for you. If you don't want this and we can list it traditionally, you know, it may take a little time. You've got a little risk. But you potentially are leaving money on the table. But as an investor, if I'm putting up my own cash versus just listing it and selling it traditionally, there's a different margin for that. There's a there's a different risk tolerance. So, um, so nonetheless, um, we have that option too. And again, you can get all that information DuncanDuo.com. You can get your cash offer. But yeah, those companies they got they got crushed. crushed. And in fact, some of them I stopped advertising on because I just thought I don't like how they're doing this. I, I don't feel like it's right for consumers. And I think that. Um, you know, I, I think that their pursuit is to try and put the real estate agent out of business. And it and, was, and look yeah. how miserably it failed. I mean, you still need boots and on now, the ground. So what's happened is now we're now we're their best friend again. They just yeah. want to partner with us. Same with builders, though. Us. Now you're getting three percent. Oh yeah, same thing with builders. <laughs> with no bonuses. question about it. No, yeah, same thing. It's like builders didn't need us. Now it's like, wait a second. Hey, we love you again. Um, it's funny. interesting how that works. You know. So, um, but but. That doesn't mean it won't happen again because, oh, look, this is my, what is it, 18th year, I think. I don't know. Oh, a long time <laughs> I've been doing this, and I've seen the cycles. You know, I've seen the people come and go. I've seen the builders rise and fall. I've seen the same thing with the companies coming in and buying houses. I've seen the companies coming in and saying, hey, we're going to list your house for less than everybody else. And, you know, we have this, you know, technology or whatever. It's 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 the people. It's, it's people. And, that, and that's just it. You know, it's the people doing it. It's the execution. It's the negotiation skills. And, um, you know, as far as like, you know, I always tell people, it's like, look, you can find anybody to list your house. But, you know, you, what you need to find is somebody to sell it. Correct. That There's a different skill set. Like yes. if you just upload it into a system, that's listing it. Selling it is having somebody that can negotiate, that has has marketing skills, that can get more eyes on it, that can that can articulate the value proposition of your home in a professional way to someone else that can fight for your equity, that can fight through inspections. There's a big difference between listing your house and selling your house. Like you can go, you can go get a Home Depot sign, put a Fisbo sign in the yard, call your buddy for a few hundred bucks, and list it on the MLS. But most of the time, people that do that fail because it's not their skill set. It's not what they do every day. They're not practiced at it. So anyway, it's been great talking to you. We hope you have an awesome rest of your Sunday. Make sure to follow us at the Duncan Duo when we aren't on air. And have a great rest of your Sunday, Tampa Bay.